It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Today's show is presented by our friends at Rock Auto. Visit rockauto.com for all of your automotive needs. Cheaper than um, than your brick and mortar stores, and they are able to help you out. Rockauto.com. Type Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box. Uh, so they know that we sent you. I'm Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas. We're going to talk about what football looked like yesterday as Auburn football is happening. The NCAA uh, is making some good calls with a six-week plan, and we'll touch on some listener questions as well. How are you, buddy? I'm great. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. So Auburn football yesterday, players got back to working out on campus. They had to work out in groups of eight and yesterday it was kind of described as an orientation day for some of the newbies on campus. It's interesting. So my understanding of the rules is coaches can't really interact with the players face-to-face, but Ryan Russell and the strength and conditioning staff, they are able to be involved with the players' workouts and kind of oversee and supervise that. But uh, coaches and players can only interact via Zoom meeting for eight hours a week. So no face-to-face between coaches and players. But that first Zoom meeting was yesterday afternoon. Do you think that the players all go to like the football facility and sit in like the film room and they just throw the they just throw mouths on on the big screen? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. They probably have, they probably do it all individually. Or like they go in there. You know, team meeting rooms so that they're in smaller groups and they just throw the position coach on the big screen? I don't know. That's like, a good question. The stuff that we can do with technology right now, they could do a full, you know, coaching film session. When you talk about those avenues, though, and the time and all that, I mean, it's so regulated and so, you know, under the NCAA. It's got to be a certain way, I'm sure, and you need to keep it that way. But something I thought was interesting they um, Philip Marshall wrote about it with uh, with Auburn Undercover. He used a quote from an Auburn staffer. It was anonymous, but an Auburn staffer being frustrated mm-hmm. with the guidance from the NCAA with kind of like they're kind of being it sounds like they're being left in the dark a little bit as far as what can they do, what can't they do. And, uh, you know, they gave credit like the Auburn staff, you know, an Auburn administration is doing a great job. It's just the NCAA is kind of like it doesn't sound like they're being too helpful. And I bet Auburn's not the only uh, the only place to feel that way. Yeah, and I mean, that kind of goes with what I was just saying, right? It's like the NCAA, they've never had to deal with this before either, just like none of the schools have. And so they don't know, I guess, all all the things that really the IT department can come up with, right? Because, I mean, you and I, Zach, just through what we do, whether it be at the radio station or, or, you know, here with Locked On or social media and stuff, you know, you just see all the different ways that, you know, you can pull off doing virtual stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's um, a, a blogger right now for Barstool who is 
making a bunch of money and has just playing video games, playing NCAA football. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, different programs have bought in and all this. And, and I'm thinking here, like, you know, can a university, like, marketing department, just like the marketing department of the university, like, pay the blogger to be the quote-unquote head coach at their school online? I don't know. Because I feel like that's a great marketing tool. Yeah, it's smart. It's smart for sure. Um, So after all the players got done working out, they went to the South Donahue dorm, which is where they're all kind of being held and living uh, during the summer. And they're allowed to mingle and leave their room and go into other players' rooms, but they have to stay in small numbers. I don't think that small number amount has been defined. And then the three quarantine players, they have their own workout programs. It seems like they're doing fine. All of them asymptomatic. They had no idea anything was wrong until those tests came back. And so it sounds like they're working out amongst themselves and are given proper guidance there. So I think um, I think all is good. I think yesterday was a big win for college football, but for specifically Auburn. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. And, um, you know, like we said, they're not going to release who had who tested positive. That's healthcare information. It is interesting to me, though, Zach, that. You know, they obviously can release when a player gets injured. They do release when a player gets injured, and they tell everyone, like, oh, he tore his ACL, which, like, that's not a HIPAA violation. Like a, I don't know what HIPAA stands for, but, you know, Health Privacy Act, Health Information Privacy Act, I guess, mm-hmm. um, violation, but they can't tell us who's sick. Well, I, I, and that's why there's no official, like, IR. There's no official, like, injury report. For, uh, for college athletics because of some of that. It just kind of gets leaked from time to time. But that's, um, I would say a lot of that has to do with, uh, with Vegas. Yeah, that may be true also. I think a lot of it has to do with Vegas as far as setting lines and all of that. Uh, some, some big news, NCAA set to approve a six-week calendar to ramp up the college football season. Brandon Marcello of 247 writes um, from his national writing role. Congrats to Brandon on his gig. I'm just going to read chunks of his article. A six-week plan to gear up for an on-time start to the college football season is expected to be introduced this week and approved by two NCAA committees. The NCAA's Football Oversight Committee has prepared a four-phase plan for the season that includes a six-week period of mandatory workouts that include walkthroughs in July and preseason camp beginning in early August. 247 Sports contained a copy of the calendar detailing a return to football after sports were placed on hold in mid-March as the coronavirus pandemic hit the country. Uh, News was first reported by Sports Illustrated. The plan will need final approval from the Division I Council, which is tentatively scheduled to meet on June 17th. So that is a week from tomorrow at the time of us recording this. Teams with season starting Labor Day weekend can begin working with their players in person as early as July 13th, at least 25 days before the first permissible preseason practice date. And teams uh, participating in Week 0 games, you can scoot it up a week early and have mandatory workouts as early as June, uh, July 6th. Players and coaches will be allowed to use a football in drills starting as early as July 24th as they run through walkthroughs and meetings totaling 20 hours per week. Preseason practices can begin as soon as August 7th for those teams beginning the season over Labor Day weekend. Huge news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, think that, I think this is just proof that so many people are, are working hard to make sure the college football season happens, and I think it's going to. Um, something that I believe is interesting, and you're going to see this being debated across all sports, but I think you're going to see it more across college athletics, 
it's like the testing for COVID as well as like how many people can be in your stadium. Like is the NCAA going to set that? Are the conferences going to set that? Is it going to be by school? Is it by state? Because that's another thing to sure. to look at. The state governors and health organizations, right. I mean, they've got say also. So uh, this is from Marcelo. Testing protocols for the coronavirus vary widely across college football. Some are testing only players showing symptoms, while others are requiring all players to participate in both COVID-19 and antibody tests. Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott told 247 he is hopeful the Power Five conferences will formulate a universal testing protocol for in-season use, particularly as teams cross state borders and play non-conference games. So voluntary workouts... Um, June 1st through the 25th, and you get virtual instruction for eight hours per week. That's where we are currently. Auburn started that yesterday. Then mandatory workouts are going to start July 13th. That is 25 days before the first permissible preseason practice date. And then walkthrough and meetings, July 24th, that can start. That is 14 days before the first preseason practice date. Eight hours of weight training, six hours of walkthrough with a football, and six hours for meetings. And then preseason practices, those start August 7th. That is 29 days before the first game, and you get 20 hours per week. So that's what it looks like for Auburn. Uh, AuburnUndercover.com has that article there, and it's all mapped out. They even have like a calendar printed out at the bottom of it, so be sure to check that out. But but great news. Do you have any thoughts on that before we move on? Yeah, I saw yesterday, read yesterday, whatever, that this is in pen and has been sent out to universities. Um, I guess the NCAA still has to like technically vote to approve it, but I I think it's pretty... Like it's gonna have people. Everyone thinks that's like a foregone conclusion that this is going to be the schedule. Um, the most important thing to me is we're starting on time. Yeah, yeah, and I think the big question now is what does fan attendance look like? Mm-hmm. And so we will um, we'll get there. I, mean, I don't want to do too you know big national news there, but World Health Organization saying now that it's less likely for you if you do not have if you do not show symptoms. You are less likely to spread it. I'm curious to see how that impacts some other things happening throughout the next few months. But, and, all right, yep. Uh, sorry, just for the fan thing, you know, I brought up the states, and obviously we're talking school by school and conference by conference, but for, like, let's take the SEC. Um, if you're Texas A&M, the, the state of Texas has already said that um, stadiums and concert venues and whatever can be filled 50% mm-hmm. already. So if you're Texas A&M and you're going into meetings, whether it's the AD or the president or, or whomever does it, are you going to sacrifice that? Right? Because, you know, you're you're able in your state to fill your stadium, I, I assume by September it'll be 100% or close to 100%. Yeah. And for Texas A&M, that's 100,000 people. So people. are yeah. you going to sacrifice that, you know, home field advantage in Kyle Field because, you know, Florida, and that's a bad example, Florida will, I mean, they've been open like the whole time, but, you know, just for example, Florida says you can't do that. Like, Will A&M say that they'll give up that advantage? Right. All right, we'll get to some listener questions next right here on Locked On Auburn. We absolutely love Frisky Whiskey here on Locked On Auburn. Great selection, massive. I'm talking massive inventory, and it's just so much cheaper if you just make that short drive over uh, to to exit two off of I-85 because Alabama has the fourth highest tax rate on distilled spirits in the country per gallon. 
So if you buy two handles of liquor in the state of Alabama, you'll be taxed just under $20, $19.15. Georgia, just crossed the state line, 37th in the country, with a tax rate of $3.79 per gallon. That's a $16 difference, just about. So, obviously, you can find a huge price difference when you check out the folks at Frisky Whiskey versus your typical ABC store. So, Frisky Whiskey is your one-stop shop for liquor, beer, wine, tobacco, and lottery. Check out Frisky Whiskey and tell them Locked on Auburn sent you. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, we uh, listener question time, 205-502-4285. You can call or text that number. We were asked um, if you could make a team out of all the players Gus has had since he became head coach at Auburn, who would you use? We loved this question, mm-hmm. and the, the, the listener who asked this question is winning a pair of Shady Rays. And if you're bummed that you did not get a pair of Shady Rays, go to ShadyRays.com, use promo code Auburn, A-U-B-U-R-N, get 25% off your order. So a quarter... Uh, of the, the the shady rays will be uh will be taken care of by shady rays shadyrays.com use promo code auburn a u b u r n for 25% off your order. Uh our teams look pretty similar. Let's start with the offensive line first. Okay. From left to right, I have Greg Robinson at left tackle, Alex Kozan at left guard, Reese Dismukes at center, Braden Smith at right guard. And then I have, um, if they had to play the position, I have uh, Jack Driscoll at right tackle. But if I could just put any player that had played under Gus at right tackle, I would put, I would say Prince Tega. Okay, I plan on passing a lot. Okay. So my offensive line looks slightly different than yours. I'm going to go right to left. Uh, I'm going to go Jack, Jack Driscoll at right tackle, regardless of whether or not they have to play their position. Okay. Um, I think he's going to be more comfortable at right tackle than Tega because he played there for either two or three years at Auburn. Um, so I'll go with Driscoll there. Right guard, still Braden Smith. I think he's the best offensive lineman that Auburn's had under Gus. Uh, my center is also Reese Dismukes. I'm going to go with Markwell Harrell. Markwell Harrell. Instead of Kozan? Uh, left guard instead of Kozan. Okay. Because I am uh, I think Harrell is a very underrated pass blocker. All right. Uh, I think that was really his strength. Uh, and then at left tackle, I'm going with Greg Robinson slash Quan Bray. Like I said before, <laughs> they're, they're a package deal package forever. Deal now. So, okay. You know, when you, uh, Greg, I, I'd pick Greg Robinson by himself, but just throwing Quan Bray in there, that's a, that's a great package at left tackle. Okay. Uh, I have Nick Marshall as my quarterback. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Do you? We're just going to jump to quarterback now before we do the skill positions. I mean, we I think, I think it's important to see who gets to utilize the skill positions. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. Okay. Uh, I'm obviously going with the GOAT, Sawyer Pate. Are you really? Uh, no, 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 no. That was a joke. <laughs> sort of. Uh, Who's your quarterback? Uh, like I said, I plan on passing a lot. So the best passer I think that we've seen thus far is Jarrett Stidham. All right. Um, so I'll stick with him. In a year, it's probably going to be Bo Nix. But as of right now, sure. uh, I'll, I'll go with Jarrett Stidham. All right. 
Um, my running back is Carryon Johnson. You do not like Carryon Johnson, so I assume yeah, that is not, not your running back. That's not fair. I, I lately I feel like I have been backed into a corner. You do not like Nick Marshall. You do not like Carryon Johnson. You do not like Deshaun Davis. Those are three people that you are not allowed to have on this list because you've just openly just dogged them. None of them are on my list. Of course, they're not. However, um, the, the term like "don't like," I just don't like. Like, I I love Carryon Johnson. Okay. I love Deshaun Davis. Okay. Um, I'm a fan of Nick Marshall. Okay. Uh, I did, however, go with Trey Mason. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I think Carryon's running, better, but that's fine. Uh, I think with running backs, we're kind of splitting hairs. I thought you were planning on uh, passing a lot. I am. Okay. Who are your wide receivers that you're throwing it to? Uh, Darius Slayton, going to be my deep threat. Okay, I have Darius Slayton as well. Um, Sammy Coates is going to be my jack-of-all-trade guy. I like his blocking downfield. Okay. Uh, and then my last is Anthony Schwartz. Uh, really? Yeah, I love that speed. Love that speed. Okay, my wide receivers are Seth Williams, Darius Slayton, and Ryan Davis. They're not the best three wide receivers, mm-hmm. but if I have Seth and Darius... I chose to go with Ryan instead of Sammy because I think Sammy is just uh, not as good version of Darius Slayton, in my opinion. Yeah, I was thinking that I could use Sammy kind of as more of that big slot guy, use him for the for the blocking, and then occasionally he can make like you know really big catches in quadruple coverage, okay, or or drop like a six step turnaround. Right. I mean, either one. Okay. And then tied in, I got uh, C.J. Ozoma. I assume you do too. Uh, I actually do not. Uh, I went with Jay Prosh. Prosh. Okay. However you so, say. All right. So the tight end slash H back with yeah. that 11th spot. Okay. So that makes sense. Like I said, I built the offensive line a little more for pass blocking. So, and obviously you do have to run the football. So I, I like Jay Prosh. Prosh, however you say well, his last we, name. Well, we, we saw Trey Mason uh, do wonders behind him. So that, yeah. that makes sense. All right. We will move to the defense in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. RockAuto.com is the best place to purchase your automotive parts, any parts for your vehicle. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks, and it's delivered right to your door. I know some folks may be uh, intimidated when they go to the auto parts store, maybe because they don't necessarily know exactly what they're looking for. You don't have to worry about that with rockauto.com. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Check out rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck or SUV right locked on in their how did you hear about a section so they know that we sent you. That's at rockauto.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Once again, 205-502-4285. Text it. Call it. We need uh, we need all the help we can get with content call this offseason. Call us. Beep us if you want to reach us. I like that. Is that that's from something, right? Yeah, Kim Possible. Kim Possible. Wow. All right. Um, <laughs> 
So we, we set it up with two defensive tackles, a defensive end, a buck, two linebackers, a nickel, two corners, and two safeties is how we have this broken down. So who are your defensive tackles? Mine are Derek Brown and Mon Adams. Mine are Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson. You got Marlon scooting inside, huh? I scooted, Mar- I scooted Marvin inside a little bit. Marlon or Marvin? Yeah, both. Okay. My defensive end is Marlon Davidson. I have him playing his uh, outside. Uh, I've got Carl Lawson at defensive end. I just think he was too good at Auburn to to not find a way to put him on the field. Okay, and then I've got uh, I've got D Ford at Buck. Yeah, I don't think this should be allowed because Zach uh, <laughs> again forgot to put D Ford on his list. We got messaged by somebody yesterday when we told him we were making this list, and they were like, "All right, be sure to remember, uh, be sure to remember D Ford." And we're like sitting down at my desk doing our lists, and I'm like, "I forgot D Ford," I, but I I ended up adding him. Hey, I admitted I was wrong. If I could redo my top 10 players under Gus Malzahn, D. Ford would make it, and he'd probably be a top five player. I just think that people needed to know that you forgot D. Ford again. Um, yeah. I, ha- I also have D. Ford at Buck. I mean, he- he's the obvious choice there. Um, honorable mention. Um, uh, duh, duh, uh, uh, oh, oh, I forgot his name. What position? At Buck. Jeff Holland? Yeah, Jeff Holland. Okay. My linebackers, Deshaun Davis and K.J. Britt. Uh, I chose my linebackers solely on name alone. Okay. So I went with Casanova McKenzie. Obvious choice. Just an incredible name. One of Uh the best ever. Rocket, by the way, committed to Arkansas. Yeah, we don't need to talk about him ever again. All right. And Chainsaw McClain. Okay. It's fine. I think most, like, I, I don't. This is going to get me in trouble again. I don't think Auburn has really had elite linebackers yet. I think that... That that is ridiculous. That is the most ridiculous thing in the world. Okay. Deshaun was all SEC. Yeah. I just... And he was very good. I like again. I know this. It's going to get me in trouble with you and other people. I love Deshaun Davis. I think he was an incredible person. I don't think he is head and shoulders better necessarily than any of the really uh, the other linebackers that have been at Auburn. I do like KJ Britt. My team would smoke yours so far. I'm just saying. Who are your corners? Uh, Carlton Davis and Noah Igbenogany. Okay, same here. Same here. Uh, honorable mention: Jamel Dean. Yeah, I think he would be the the clear third there for sure. Uh, who's your nickel? Javaris Davis. Okay, same. And then your safeties. We may have the same safeties too. Um, my first safety, Jeremiah Dinson. Oh, okay. We have different safeties. Okay. I think he makes. Um, he'd be my box safety. I guess you'd say. Okay. Um, uh, his ability to come down and thump in the run uh, was. Uh, I need that. I need the run help. The run defense help. Okay. Uh, all right. Who's your other safety? My other safety is a guy who uh, would do just absolutely anything in the world for Auburn to win football games, regardless of whether or not he's on Auburn's team or the opposing team, Trey Matthews. Yeah, Trey Matthews is on mine too. So my two safeties are Trey Matthews. And I went with Rudy Ford. I mean, Rudy Ford was so, uh, so athletic, he could do anything and kind of move around the field there. So I think that was super valuable for, uh, for Auburn to have. I think at the end of this year, I think, um, I think those names may change. We'll see. We'll see. I, I think, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, let us know whose team you think is better and why it's mine. Are we not doing specialists? Oh, yeah. We can do that. Okay. Who's your punter? Uh, Sippos. 
Uh, mine's also Sipos, but mostly because I don't remember any other punters. And then uh, my kicker is who you think is the best player in the Gus Malzahn era. Daniel Carlson. Yeah. Automatic, baby. Take Daniel it to the Carlson. bank. Right. Legatron. Legatron. There we go. Who's returning kicks for you? Ooh, I didn't think about that. Um, Chris Davis. Interesting. Really? Yeah. I feel like... Ro- Marcus Davis is returning punts for me. And then I would put Chris returning kicks. Okay. Or Noah. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think about this beforehand, but... Yeah, I don't have this written down. Yeah. I didn't think about it either. In 2013, Auburn, their special teams were incredible. Right. Uh, I don't remember who the returners are. From it was that. Corey, wasn't it? I think one of them was Corey. The other one might have been Trey Mason. Did Trey... Ret- he, he did, didn't he? He did return kicks, I think. Yeah. The, I don't know. Those are who I would pick. Is the guys from 2013 and 2014 who, I okay. mean, it seems like the special teams has been... Quan Bray was electric. Yeah. Quan Bray is pretty good, too. He's already on my team, so... Yeah, he's he's part of your uh, your left tackle. Yeah. Yeah, with, with Greg. <laughs> I don't know how they would line up. Maybe on the shoulders or something? Piggyback, baby. All right, where are you, bud? I'm right here. All right. You can follow him on Twitter at CouchPapTato. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. The show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.